It's Good evening, with- folks. This is uh, Peter Hutchins. Um, tonight's um, UFK science discussion uh, group on this date of 07-10-2019 uh, is going to take in the subject of vortexes and earthquakes. Joan Greer will be um, the presenter uh, this evening. Um, of course, everybody's open to, to make remarks. Again, I am asking everybody when they finish talking to say that they're finished and try to be as precise and as short in the delivery as uh, you can be. Um, and this is number 10 of this series. So again, welcome everybody. Welcome. Um, we'll probably I say. Thought a little... that, I thought I'd uh, answer questions about the earthquake if anybody had them. Right. Um, Let me uh, let's do the uh, prayer. The, the... Oh, okay. All right. Oh, oh, heavenly Father, Mother, Jehovah, Naom, our great Naoma, we come to you this evening for your light and knowledge and for the discussion. Please open our understanding so we can grow in knowledge and in wisdom. Amen. Amen. Joan is all you I want to start with this because I don't know. uh, They're expecting another big earthquake within the next 24 hours. Uh, the signals have come through on the monitoring devices. So if you if you suddenly I'm not here, it's because the towers have fallen over. <laughs> um, Were you close to the epicenter? Uh, within ten miles. Ten miles. Oh yeah, yeah they were really close. Yeah, they've been rocking and rolling. Oh my goodness. Whoa. Um, well, we we have not had the damage that most people have suffered here. Um, last November, when we had the board meeting here, um, I was told that um, we should begin to press golden light into the earth to call down golden light and then press it into the earth. And um, people have been doing it. We've been doing it. Um, and quite a bit had built up on the land. Um, it was like um, uh, contained within invisible walls around the property. <clears throat> and the reason I got to thinking about the golden light was that um, I was aware the day or two before the earthquake, I became aware of the golden light in a way I hadn't when we were out walking. Um, And um, I realized that we were walking through the golden light, which is nice. And the golden light is very, um, it's an energy 
a positive energy source. And um, I usually would go and sit in, in our almost completed Kiva and um, call Golden Light every morning. <clears throat> and uh, the day after the quake, I did that, and I noticed that the Golden Light had diminished um, quite a bit. And um, then the next quake that we had, the big one, the 7.1, about one-third of the golden light that had been built up on the property was gone. And this golden light was in kind of like a agitated state, I guess is the only way I could say it. So I really feel that the golden light has protected us because (laughs) compared to what some people have had to put up with, um, it's nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, We have lights, we have water, um, we call for a FEMA inspection and they said that at this point everything was fine, no problems. We were without um, our swamp cooler, which if you don't live in a dry climate, you don't know what that is, but it's a, it's, I think Bill knows in Phoenix, it's water is sprayed on a, um, on a filter and a fan blows the, 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 the air with the water on it into uh, the house um, and it cools, it cools it. Well, we didn't have our swamp cooler, but nobody else did either. The uh, the earthquake uh, messed up the bearings, and uh, Joshua had been in San Francisco, and um, uh, he came back, and we couldn't get a handyman to come because all the handyman men were fixing their own property and uh, weren't doing outside work. And he came. He fixed it in about an hour. He re, he turned the he turned the bearings upside down, and uh, we're ordering new bearings. But it'll work temporarily um, until uh, the new ones come. So that was that was the inconvenience that we had. Was we had um, uh, a portable air conditioner on wheels that we moved to wherever we were in the house, and we had a couple of wall. Air condition, uh, window air conditioners. So we weren't as cool as we would have liked to have been, but um, we didn't suffer. And <laughs> our cat suffered more than we did. I think she she just went to pieces, but she's doing better. <laughs> um, we had we've been having quakes all along. We've had over three thousand quakes now. And um, they'd been around, a lot of them were coming in at around three, three point this and three point that. And then this afternoon we had one that was four something. And um, the um, people at the earthquake uh, center told, had told all along that if, if it got into the four point range that, um, it almost always meant that a bigger quake was coming within 24 hours. 
So um, we're hoping that's not going to happen, but it could. Um, the people in town have suffered terribly because they had no electricity. Uh, the quake was uh, Thursday was the first one, and all the power went off then, water stopped. And um, in this in this heat, unless you have a portable air conditioner or window air conditioners, it's it gets pretty hot here. And um, uh, all the food in their refrigerators and freezers had to be thrown out. Uh, Joy went to uh, someone she knew their home to take her some boxes. All her shelves had collapsed, and they needed boxes to put the things that weren't broken in. And uh, it's really very sad because... um, Every all the dishes were broken. Everything came off the shelves. They had no food. They can't cook because it's gas, and they've asked people to turn off their gas because of fires. And um, the frustration that they're living under, uh, I can really sympathize with it. But um, you know, we're we're here and we're comfortable and we're safe. Um, we have uh, UFK um, has gotten involved with um, the um, um, what they call the earthquake relief. Um, the, the earthquake relief, um, getting things for people. Uh, there's a little town just east of. Um, of Ridgecrest called Trona, and it was pretty well devastated. And um, they have the um, the army has brought in um, portable showers. And today, when Joy was in town, she said that she saw Salvation Army is bringing in a uh, portable uh, toilets. Uh, for disabled people, which apparently there are there are several disabled people there, and um, uh, without water, um, they couldn't use the um, the portables the portables that were brought in um, the portable bathrooms or toilets. At any rate. Um, I should tell you the funny thing about the quake. We have a sculpted head of Newborough. It's about 12, 14 inches tall. It was used on the cover of a book about him. And um, it was given to us for the museum here. And we'd put it on a shelf uh, by the altar, but not on the altar. And by the way, nothing moved on the altar with all of the quaking going on and and everybody losing everything off their shelves. Uh, Newborough had been facing west. After the quake, he had pivoted and was facing east. He didn't fall. Um, That wasn't the direction of the quake. 
the way he turned. And I came in, in my, in all the bookshelves that we have, one book fell off of our bookshelf. It was an Owaspi, and it landed on a pillow. So um, we thought that was rather curious. Uh, the uh, uh, the library, uh, all the books were off the shelves of the library. They're about the same distance from the epicenters we are. And um, they were asking for volunteers to come and help put the books back on the shelves in correct order. But Jerry got involved with uh, the um, Trona because uh, we heard how bad the conditions were there. And um, UFK, um, Joy contacted them, and um, Joy went today with the woman in charge of collecting the donations, and they brought all the things that she thought were needed for people and safety. You're breaking up. You're, you're breaking up, John. Well, I can't help that. No, you're back. You're back on target. Uh, uh, so, Joy went with her today, and they purchased um, quite a bit of quite a bit of um, things that were needed. Um, I can't even remember. Alpha seltzer was one thing. Toilet paper, um, because oh. Uh, damp wipes uh, for babies that are there and diapers. We didn't buy bought diapers. Uh, other people had been giving diapers, so the diapers were not an issue but for, for babies. But the problem was for the adults. And I mean, she, they bought a tremendous amount of, of things, garbage bags, and, and they decided to buy some large uh, plastic buckets because there's a lot of things that they can be used for. Um, put water in, you can wash your hands and face. Um, you can wash clothes out, you know, a couple of garments, wash out your underwear. And so they bought a bunch of plastic buckets, um, Joyce said. And tomorrow morning, she's going very early in the morning, and they're going to take it into Chona. There's no traffic there, but there is a passable way that uh, the road was taken out, but they fixed it for emergency vehicles. And Joy's going to go with the woman who's in charge of the uh, getting the things that they need and um, help deliver them. And she has to go very early because there's no air conditioning there. And it's, it's you see, there their Trona is close to Death Valley and it's going to be really hot. So um, I think she'll probably get out about 6 in the morning. <laughs> but um, it, 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 somebody asked me, did I notice that we didn't have birds singing on the property? That was what happened in San Francisco. But, you know, um, we didn't notice any difference of anything. The ants didn't seem to be 
not out running around because we have a lot of ants here. Uh, the rabbits were out. It was just regular uh, day as usual here for both both of the quakes. Um, I hardly know what to say about it. If you have any questions, I can answer them. Um, it's just we feel very fortunate, very blessed because um, nothing really, we got the jolts all right, and they were pretty powerful, but um, it it just is amazing that uh, <laughs> we're feeling no pain from it all, uh, except the sympathy, the compassion for those who are suffering. Joan, I just want to confirm, when you said the town, you're talking about Inukern itself did get hit, but the property, the UFK property, were you Ridgecrest, Ridgecrest, there's not much in Inukern. Inukern is a crossroads. And um, they vacated the hospital in Ridgecrest. The patients were sent elsewhere by helicopter or uh, ambulance. They cleared it out. They were worried that um, they didn't want to have to worry about the patients in the hospital. And so after the first quake, they were gone. Um, uh, Inukern is a crossroads. It has, it has two gasoline stations, an ACE hardware, and then a vacant building. And that's the four corners of Inukern. The post office is next to one of the gasoline stations. And um, it's just, it, Inukern is, <laughs> it's just a crossroad. But, it but used to are, be a train There are houses there. There are people in homes. I mean, there's certain population. There are people in homes here, yes. Yes. That's what yes. I'm getting to when you said town. I wasn't sure if you meant Ridgecrest or Inukern. Well, the, um, we we gravitated to the the really serious need for the people in Trona. What I'm trying to what my question really is because we this seemed to have been very protected in relationship to the area in general, but in relationship to Inukern itself, it, was there much damage? What I'm trying to say is how much were we encircled? I haven't. Yeah, I haven't been out. Our handyman, that, who comes sometimes and helps with with bigger projects, um, he couldn't come because right. his father's house had suffered so much damage. Right. And he was he was helping um, helping the family, and then he needed to uh, uh, to help. Uh, uh, I guess friends of the family, but uh, we haven't heard from him. It's been it's been a week, mm-hmm. and um, he said he'd get back to us. And we told him we had the portable error, and then we got Joshua here to fix our right. our cooler. But um, everything here is is very low. We have no there no supermarkets are open. Um, the first after two days, Walmart opened for one hour 
for the grocery department. Uh, they are a new building that's built within the past year, and um, everything was right up to the latest code. Uh, one of the markets, the ceiling fell in, and they figured that they will be closing permanently. Um, the other markets, um, I don't know if they're even open yet. Um, everything went into the aisles. Everything was in the floor. Um, Walmart is, doesn't have the whole store open. Um, they have the grocery section open, and you can go and shop for food, and the pharmacy. The pharmacy's open uh, for medications. Uh, but um, what they have done is they've taped off all the aisles and they have clerks at the tape. And if you want something on the aisle, you tell the clerk and they go into the aisle and get what you want and bring it out. Uh, Jerry said the paint department was just terrible that all the cans had spilled on the floor. And they haven't gotten to cleaning that up because that's going to be a real big job. Probably have to put a new floor down, new tile. She says it's paint everywhere, all colors, all mixed together. Oh. Um, it's a real mess. And she said the clerks were so tired. They're probably working double shifts. And... Um, they're just glad that the clerks would be there to help them. But um, they were able to get the um, the medical supplies and the things that they needed. And um, as I say, as far as we know, that they're the only grocery store that's open. So it's... Um, in your current itself is 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 very small. Um, we've heard a lot of power tools, people making repairs. Um, so they have electricity. Closed. So they do have electricity. And in um, your current. Well, I don't know that they do. Uh, we have underground, and there's a lot of underground utilities here because of the wind. So if you have underground utilities, then you have. You have well, we have electricity, right? Uh, but you know there are there are generators you can get to uh, to run tools too, right? But it's um, it's it's been kind of a mess here. It it's just really hard hard to describe that how fortunate we are and and how how we have come through so unscathed. I'm doing laundry and you know, same as usual, everything same as usual. Um, um I just the people in which the people in I just wanted to take a minute out because I had heard some more people come on. I just want to see if anyone's gotten on. Um, so far, we have Peter, Joan, Richardson, Michael, Gary, um, Candy, Bill, and Izor. Anyone else come on board? 
Mitch Richardson again. My service got cut off. So oh, I oh okay. Again. Yeah. But um, I thought I'd tell you all about it um, so that you know uh, what a what a um, a blessing we have come through all this and um as i say joy went into um to ridgecrest just people she knew there and uh was just you know the stark how we came through it and how they came through it it just it was she would she just couldn't stop bemoaning it when she got got back and I don't know when they'll have electricity or water. And our pump is fine. No problem with the pump. So, if anybody has any questions, um, uh, let me let me hear them. So I questions can... or any thoughts on this? Um, one qu- no. one question I have is: um, Did anybody have solar panels? You have so much. So much sun over there, it seemed that uh, some people would have solar panel and they always have electricity. Annual Kern is a very poor poor area, and uh, nobody here has solar panels. Um, uh, the people in town, some of them may. Some of them may have solar panels, but not um, not everybody. Right. And not everybody does, but, but that's a good question. Also, I would imagine if there was a quake, often those solar panels, like like tiles on a roof, can be ripped off, and with people wouldn't have electricity anyway, depending on the damage <laughs> that the quake was doing. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll ask Joy to uh, find out about that when she goes tomorrow. Um, I wish she could bring some pictures back, but I, I'm afraid I wouldn't want to embarrass the people in Trona by taking pictures of how how devastated it is. Well, how is the cell phone communication? Um, I don't know. Um, we haven't lost it at all. Um, the only thing, the first day we had problems with the phone right after the first quake. Um, the um, uh, calls would come in and somebody call, I would have picking up for one person and somehow, someone else would call and they would the call would come Hi. in and over the person I was already talking to. Hi, who's Hi. there? This is Glenn. Uh, Hi, Glenn. Hi. Um, but since the first day that the phone service has been good, the TV, uh, the, uh, um, the internet, but see, we have, we have internet by, um, satellite. So uh, we don't have any problem like that. Um, I'm sure that if we had internet by, um, cable. Yeah, a cable or, or yeah, uh, there's probably a lot of disruption with that. I just can't, um, 
I can't imagine what it wouldn't be. They don't have electricity. How could they? Have, how could they? How could they have uh, have have uh, the table? So um, I was telling people that I would found this quote in a waspy, and it's in the book of Acts. And I cannot seem to find it tonight. I had I thought I was going to print it out, but then people were putting, hanging my monitor on the wall uh, because we're very we're very aware of if we're going to get that big one. We're very aware of how much everything's going to shake. And we wanted to protect the monitor as well as we could. Um, George's monitor sitting on the floor. I don't have room for mine, and so they they put a a wall mount, and it's secure in a wall mount. Uh, and that's the building falls down. <laughs> oh, and I will say one thing: the FEMA inspectors were here. Uh, Joy called them. And um, they they ask if we had gas and if we checked the leaks and we're all electric. Uh, when this house was built, Cora had been in the Brits in London and she wouldn't have anything to do with gas because of the damage the gas did in the Brits. And uh, she had an all-electric house and uh, makes our utility bill a little bit more. But on the other hand, we didn't have to worry about leaking gas. So we were put, we, she called one at the afternoon uh, after the quake. The quake was in the morning to get the FEMA inspector out. And they said, how's your gas? And she says, we don't have gas. We're all electric. So they said, well, we'll put you on the non-emergency list. They came the next morning at 730. And they did a, a complete inspection and um, said that everything was fine. If there were another great big quake, why they'd have to come again. So um, that's the story of that. Um, we were going to talk about Vortexia tonight. And... Um, most interesting thing, um, you know, a wasp tells us that gravity, this vortexia and gravity go together somewhat, but uh -huh. that vortexia, that gravity is something within the earth, but a wasp tells us that gravity is the push of the of the motion of the vortex, and. Uh, on my science site that I subscribe to, they announced today that there is a new companion theory which works with with Einstein's relativity um, that is giving an explanation, uh, a companion explanation about gravity and uh, I am not a scientist. I could not comprehend what they were saying. I'm sure that when they put it out in simpler terms, I'll be able to figure it out. 
But in essence, what I understand of it is that they have found, as Awaski says, there are these these areas around planets that are full of stuff, and they are finding that they can photograph this stuff, and it's in different densities, and that's what they're working with now is... Um, it's very much in the in the very much in agreement with what a waspy said. So this is something brand new. It was just announced. Um, well, it was on my site, my website this morning. Um, some years ago, when Ken and I were first married, we um, he went to college near the Essenes of Cosman in uh, Montrose. And uh, Montrose, Colorado. And um, I think it was over a holiday, perhaps Thanksgiving or maybe Christmas. And the um, we would always go to Montrose and um, stay there when we had the opportunity. And a man came from a think tank in California. Um, I forget which one it was, but it was one of the um, uh, oil think tanks, uh, you know, like mobile only. It wasn't mobile. It was, but that it was one of the oil companies had the think tank, and he said the reason he had come is that they were studying the um, Book of Cosmogony, and uh, he was curious as to what kind of people. Read a wasp. He decided for his holiday he was going to drive to Colorado and meet us. And uh, he he stayed in town um, and came back the next day. And uh, he said they were they were using and considering using um, information, experimenting with the information that was in cosmogony. And when I saw and read this description of these the stuff that fills space around planets, I I thought of a waspy and I thought of him. And uh, they found a way to prove that this stuff is there. And you see, Einstein's theory of relativity, and I don't, I'm not a scientist, it says that the Earth displaces stuff that's out there as it moves through space. Think of think of space like a trampoline is one example they gave. And if you put a bowling ball on a trampoline, it displaces it. The stuff is still there, but it's more compact right around close to the planet. And that's what they're finding. You see, they've taken these pictures of the they found a way to photograph the density of the material around the planets. And they had one photograph that showed uh, near near a planet, I forget which planet it was, maybe Jupiter. Um, and they did distant planets and close planets. 
and they were getting the same the same thing that um, it's not space is not empty, it's full of stuff, and that as the earth moves through this stuff, it displaces it, and right around the earth, it's denser around all the planets it's denser than it is in other places this is his theory of general relativity if somebody is more of a scientist than i am and can explain it better i wish they would but um i i wanted to mention that tonight because we're going to be hearing more about this pay attention to it read that part of the waspy where it talks about how there are these areas of um Actually, we have uh, Bill's dad wrote uh, science articles for um, USK, and I read one of them. I had it pulled out to read, and it was explaining. He was explaining about this this denseness around the planets and how it was denser close to the planet. And I thought, wow, that's the same thing of that that. Um, what they're finding and if anybody wants a copy of that um michael has copies of all these um articles and um i can it's it, michael it's the the first one that he did on vortexia um he did two he did i think it's the lesson six or um Maybe he called it Lesson 6 or Article 6 um, called Vortexia. If anybody wants to um, to have it, just ask, email Michael or me. I can get the word to Michael, and he'll send you a copy of it. Uh, it it explains it um, about the, this stuff. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Uh, around the planet. And uh, how it is denser, closer to the planet, and as it gets away from the planet, it's not being displaced so much, so it it's not as um, not as compressed. Well, that would, but, Joan. That would seem, at least to my little bit of knowledge in this field, is that that is what vortex is. It is the building up of from kind of figuratively speaking, nothing into the different degrees of density that that it has more of the energetic reality than the actual corporeal planet. But the corporeal planet itself came from stuff being spun together from from the from the vortex. So it would seem well, that that's what we're that's part of part and parcel of the vortex around the planet, and it has different densities. Because that's what you're talking about in Oasby, that do the vortex, and it gets fuller and deeper, heavier in its center. And, uh, and he talks about, Yeah, he talks about that in the article. Um, all my stuff got displaced. It was on my desk when they hung the... Hung is it, the no, is it article... What's that? Is it Article 6, Vortexia and the Earth? Is that the article? Yes, that's the one. Okay. That's the one. And um, it, it, he does discuss it. Um, 
he does discuss it, and um, there's there's the there's the the motion which now they're showing in the photographs of uh, other systems the great arms of the of the um, of the motion the vortex and they're showing it just the way a wasp pictured it and described it and i think that's just so amazing um that was uh, almost 200 years ago well actually to almost 200 years ago that uh, that was given and the description of it is um, it's right on target and science I imagine they're still using a waspy because they're finding that what a waspy said was true um, I'm trying to find my own copy because I've made some notes but I've got so much stuff here. Just bear with me for a minute. I saw you know you you've read a lot about the. Um, well, you know okay. something. Um, I had a theory. A thought came to me about the rotation of the Earth, and I believe the rotation of the Earth has something to do with the gravity. My theory is. If the rotation of the Earth stops and there's no rotation of the Earth, you would not be able to ride a bicycle. And a bicycle, the, um, the, the turning of the wheels, the bicycle is like a gyroscope. And if you, if you ever play with a gyroscope, it's amazing how the thing stands up and don't fall down as long as it's turning. Anybody think about that? Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> well, in the actual, in the regular Bible, one of the names for the creator is Jehovah Jireh. Really? Yep. And I always stuck in my mind when I heard preachers talking about that. And if you look at the toy gyros, it look if you just look at it straight on, it's a, a it go it has a cross part that goes, you know, horizontal and a cross part that goes vertical and that's right. And its ends break through the cross. Absolutely. And it as long as it's turning it don't fall down. And even in the box it still stands up. <laughs> I never thought about that, I know. That's mm -hmm. um <laughs> that's insightful. Well, I found my copy, and let's see what if there's any notes here that need to be. Uh, well, yeah, Waspy says that it's driven toward the center of the vortex, that the power of the vortex drives drives things toward the center, um, which I guess we've all come to terms with that one. And um, it was an on on it was a website that I went to because I was curious about um, Einstein's theory of relativity, general relativity. Uh, after I saw that on the 
my internet science, and they showed they showed a trampoline and they put a bowling ball in it, and it was very obvious how the bowling ball, if you can picture it in your mind, um, how the trampoline is tight under the bowling ball, and then as it gets away from it, it um, there's less pressure. And I that helped explain to me, but I, I don't understand anything else about relativity, except that time and space, did I get that right? Time and space are, are one thing. Mm-hmm. And if, if you go the speed of light, you actually, time slows down. So if an, if an astronaut went out in space and traveled at the speed of light and then came back, people would have aged on the Earth, but the astronaut would only have aged a very short time. That is correct. It's, um, I, I don't really understand that, but um, they have proven it, and I believe it. Uh, they also talk about, um, Wasby talked about magnetism in some of the, um, some of these, this stuff that's out in space, that there are, that there are layers or rings or places where there's more magnetism than other places. And I thought that was interesting. Um, I guess, you know, the earth travels through different, different places in the heavens. And right now we're entering, um, we're entering Sabia, S-A-B-E-A, and Sabia is a place of spiritual enlightenment. Now, I don't know how the heavens of Sabia are different than other heavens. Um, I do know that they are, and a cosmon is manifesting under that, but... Um, Something very interesting I found in an English trance address, and it said that because of the pressure, because of the pressure, external pressure, of the of the part of the heavens we're going through, that the time is different now. It is. And um, that... Who said that? Isaac, did you say that? Yes, that is correct. In what way have you found the time different? I find that as you get older, the time is shorter. And as you are younger, the time is faster. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. Yeah. Um, it also could be even with the science we have. I mean, everybody's running... To get the quicker internet, the quicker this, the quicker speeded up time. So there does seem to be, even in the sense of making technology, not just being satisfied with a with a little lag for the computer, 
the idea of this this speed or this pressure may also be something that that is moving people to want to be moving in accord to the speeding up to as this planet spiritualizes. Maybe some sort of time vibration. is running. Could you repeat that, please? Maybe some sort of time is running out. You know, tick tock, tick tock. But that too. <laughs> Could be. Um, or different time sequences as we're coming up to the to the, to the half dan of 200 years, um, yeah. or quarter dan or whatever it is. And um, this is kind of a sign, but I saw on the regular news that there's an asteroid they have found in the asteroid belt that is made up primarily of gold and platinum. Really. Yeah, I, and I, I, it's very clear. It was on CBS News, and uh, people were joking about, you know, we can really make a lot of money. But I thought on the other side of it, if you got too much gold, then it's not going to be worth nothing. That's right. So it's that's it, great economy. Um, but I found it really interesting. But it it kind of fits what it says in Owaspi that Jehovah says, you know, the heavens are orderly, and there's places for the different elements where they bring the, the you know, you, they basically, it implies, at least in my understanding, that they go to these places where you might have iron built up and then you have copper built up and all the, all the basic elements. And then when you start, you know, maybe when the Owatins are making planets and, you know, vortexes, they throw it in there, but there's like everything has its, its place where it's in the spiritual heavens and maybe the the lower heavens as well, where it it's categorized, where it's you know like going to um, you know Home Depot or something, you know, and you you get it, you get the elements you need, and they go work where they need to be working. Um, and then you know even you know because it says the vortex is, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, is made out of ether, and so the, you're having in the vortex, and not only different stuff as such, but you're having different densities of ethy, which may also be different densities of where people in the spirit world and atmosphere are living. Oh, yes. So there's a, there's a lot of questions here that it kind of opens up. Um, the Van Allen radiation belt is something that is uh, associated with the vortex. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Hugh points out in this article that um, the plasma, which is what he calls the stuff that's out in space, the plasma is composed of two streams of ions, the positive ions and the negative ions. And the um, Negative ions. Uh oh. Hello. Well, I lost power here. Everything went off temporarily, but now it's back on. But I didn't feel an earthquake, so I don't know what that was. A, a vortex quake. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know what it was. It's, uh, it's, uh, kind of Your spirit saying on the right track, so I'm blinking, yes. And we keep on going. Oh, wow. Well, at any rate, I was I was uh, reading this portion. It says that the, the positive and the negative ions separate. Um, one goes up and one goes down, so they're going in opposite directions. And um, when they move north and south, they reinforce the magnetic field that is around the earth and um, it, it um, this magnetic field exists outside of the earth but the earth does have some magnetism in it but certainly not not to cause apples to and fall. And later calling the police on the man who said, and you... I didn't quite get all that. Oh, no, just ignore it. Did, uh, I've got a message on my phone. Just a minute. Let me see what it says. Uh, it says it's not making contact with anything. Oops, there it comes again. I don't know. Something's disrupting the um, disrupting us right now, but I don't know what it is. Um, well, you know, um, outside of that, what we we're talking about, Joan, just now with with the was it sepia the um, this this arc or, or this place we're coming to, um, there may be a realignment of energies which may be connected. It could be, yeah. If you're right. Right, and and it, what you just said about the positive negative thing, that may be all part of we're starting to experience with these quakes as the as the polarization or non-polarization regions are changing. Uh huh. As we're entering a more spiritualized part of space um, and I, you know this just struck me what I had, had heard in the ether when I was in New York when I had woke up that Saturday morning and this really voice but no voice throughout the whole room said it's time to set things right so there may be a connection there because I got it wasn't about my life particularly it was just time to set things right now, setting in setting things right does not mean that that which set in place wrong isn't going to be disturbed to get it to get it right. So upheavals, shifts in energy fields, um, so forth and so on. Uh, even the thing about Newborough's the, the 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 figure of Newborough or the bust of Newborough being spun around east from west and there was, somebody, <laughs> there was you have no idea 
there were how, how startled we were when we saw he turned. He when, didn't move forward or fall. He just there, turned. There was something that Gwen Walton said some years ago when we were working, uh, when she was um, being a catalyst uh, for helping light to come more from England to here, from the east to the west. And she said there'd be a time that it's sort of like, you know, from, from, from the beginning of causing, it was like, go west, go west, cross west. But she said there'd become a time when, when enough light had come west that, again, there would be a spin, and then the light would start going back. Right. Power is going on and off, Joy. Do you know anything? Is yours going on and off up there? No, but I think they can hear you talking. Well, I know they can hear me talking. They knew my everything. I don't know. I'll talk to Joshua. There's nothing wrong with anybody else. Well, you don't have. When you hear that sound, things are going on and off on the computer. Wow. Uh, well, I I urge. I was just reading here. I was going to read you what Watsky said. Um, Just a minute, I lost the quote. I got so excited with things going on and off. Um, the same principle applies to all the stars, suns, planets, and moons. Correct. The sun, the earth floateth in the midst of a vortex, the out, outer extremity of which... I'm going, I don't even know where my controls are. They didn't give me a control yet for this, so I can't stop it. Um, well, I can hear you. We can hear you. The vortex is is gold globular, corresponding to the form of the Earth, with slight differences, which will be pointed out hereafter. This is chapter one in uh, Cosmogony. Vortexes are not all closed at the ends; some are open at both ends. It goes on to say. The vortex turneth the earth on its axis and its own axial motion. Consequently, the outer part of the vortex has greater velocity than near the earth's surface, which has an axial motion of 1,000 miles per hour. But uh, Hugh did a really good job with this article. Um, he I don't know what to do with this. Just a minute. I don't know how to turn it off. Wait a minute. No, there's no... Wait a minute. Just keep no. on reading, Joan. You're doing great. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a harp tuning up. That's very... Yeah, that, the angels are, are singing to us. Right, so... Because you're coming across very clear, and it really doesn't, and it's not interrupting your speech being able to be heard. Um, I don't know how to. It just, I'm not, I've got my my techie here, looking at it. Don't. I'm not here. Don't talk to me. <laughs> so I guess my message to you tonight is that. Um, this is an excellent article, and uh, you can get it from um, uh, by emailing me or Michael. 
Michael has copies of it and can send it to you. Um, it, um, thank you. Um, were you able to find the whole booklet that he wrote, Joan? Well, this is just uh, his Article 6 on Vortexia and the Earth. And what he does is he, he takes verses from the WASPy and then presents how, how he thinks about it, what his thinking is, and how it relates to... Uh, um, for one thing, he says, you know, I just looked down. Remember, I told you about the, the this plasma is is ions, positive and negative ions, and they split. And he says the the this implies that the Earth is instantly receiving an influx of ions that become an integral part of the Van Allen radiation belt. These same ions are then found to be bombarding the Earth and becoming an integral part of the Earth's atmosphere. They then deionize and constitute what we think of as meteors and atmospheric dust. And this probably is happening in the in the um, the region where they have the Borealis. We should look for the remnants of some of our experiments with cloud like boron which are injected into the high atmosphere in the polar regions. And I've been reading about the boron experiments. Um, so they're doing, they're doing a lot of these things. And we really need to try to understand this because um, it's very much a part of our lives, uh, the vortex and um, the motion, the way energy moves, I mean, it's not just stagnant. There is this motion of positive and negative constantly going on. So it's about 7.15, and I'm about out of voice, and um, we've been talking for over an hour. Um, so um, if you have any comments, if you'd like to discuss why now's a good time to do it. I think I've said just about all I can, right. I can say. So I'll, I'll take it from here. Is that uh, anybody? I will go down. Uh, Joan has already spoken. Um, Richardson, any comments that you'd like to make at this point? Uh, well, I do have a question. Okay, shoot. Because uh, a few days ago I was reading in the book of Cosmogony about Vortexia, and um, I remember reading that, um, hold on, let me see if I could find it in the OIC. Okay, yeah, it's the Book of Cosmogony and Prophecy, chapter 9, verse 8 and 9. It says, that which is erroneously called instinct in animals is the capacity to be moved by the positive and negative vortexia. And it goes on to say in chapter, in verse 9, where the positive and negative current equal in duration, the sexes born into the world would be equal in number. Males are the manifestation of positive vortexia 
and females negative. So my question is, the vortexia, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's a magnetism. It causes light, heat, gravity, and I'm pretty sure it also is a manifestation of light and color, and it also allows us to have the ability to hear. And my question was, does it determine, is it, basically, does it bring forth Jehovah's spirit in man in the time of creation? Well, the English, the English teaching us that, um, uh, how, how can I say this simply? The soul enters, enters the the uh, the soul is always present within within the um, within the within the fetus, I guess you call it. Within the, the as soon as as soon as the the um, male and female link and create a living creature the soul is there okay the soul the soul is there that is part of the the conception okay that makes sense i remember reading someplace else in the oasis that mentioned that in the time of conception that's when the spirit the spark of the spirit of jehovah enters the egg Right and 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 or also it's also uh-huh. interesting. But but you see here, um, you're thinking of the Creator as something separate and apart from you, and actually you are part of the Creator. Right, right, right. Okay. And so well, when, therefore, when does, that, when does that conception take place? That's what I was trying to figure out. Well, when the when the male the male sperm um, unites with the female egg, that's con- okay. that's conception. Right, and that's and also- does that have anything to do with vortexia? Does the vortexia current have anything to do with um, the the spark that happens once the sperm reach the egg? It probably does, but I wouldn't know what it was. Um, okay. See, we live in a vortex. The Earth is in a vortex. The solar system is within a vortex. Right. Everything is a vortex, right. and this vortexian motion and all of this positive, negative ions moving is all part of what we live in. Although we're totally unaware of it, mm-hmm. okay. this plasma so, is called Jehovah's Spirit moves vortex here it is the vortex it is vortex okay that makes sense jehovah we are living think of your set think of think of all creation like a great kettle of soup and that's the creator and you're in that kettle of soup and you're part of that soup does that make sense to you can you it makes perfect sense so at, at at that point when spirit, you know, when they unite, 
that's when the spirit of the creator that's, that's there individualizes and we become a totally new spirit made up of what the creator is and our and what we inherit from our parents. Exactly. And I think the term yeah. electromagnetic may be more because you have the what we would call gravity which is the the part that pulls towards it and then you have the the electrical which is the repelling force the going the right. going out um and I think to understand so vortexes seems to always be um functioning I think at at the end of the book of cosmology um and I've got to find it because I just lost my place. Um, so give me a minute. Um, oh, come on. Um, hold on. Book of Cosmology. Come on, come on, come on, Cosmology. Peter, just let me say something while you're looking for that. The thing to remember, Richardson, is that... Um, While we're all in this creator soup, each one of us is an individual that has free will. And therefore, because of our free will, we are responsible for what we do. The free will, the free will is what is a wonderful thing. But it's, um, it places the responsibility on on us for what we do. But don't ever forget, we're all individuals. And it's the creator manifesting through each of us individually. Excuse me, Peter, I, I just had you know, to... You're right on, that's, you know, that's good, that's leading into this. And you know, the old, in, in some terms, the, you know, it says, you know, the, um, the one and the many and the many and the one. We're all part of it and it's all part of us. Um, but here's the thing on the last page of prophecy, and um, it says, it comes to this, vortexia is unseen power, but it is without sense or judgment. Next back of this standeth the life of every living thing, and next back of all standeth that creator, Jehovah. So the most within of all things, though at the same time the most without, which is one of those chippy things, um, is the creator. Uh, Then you have creator as life behind all life. And the vortex is, so in a way you could break this down as love, wisdom, and power. So vortex is the power, the doing, the motion of the creator. In Native American mythology, some of it, the what... They had a swastika or, a, or the, a cross that looked the same as the Nazis had, but it it stands for the, cre- the the creator in motion creating. It is so it's like the the um, fan that moveth thing. So the creator moves, puts the fan into operation. His power, and there is vortex. Is one way to look at it. Um, and there's another part in this that may help. Let's see. Um, on the page before it. The 
the ancient prophets caused the worshippers to sit in the dark because all people give off all ne- uh, off the negative current in the dark, which they re- receive as positive in the light, and bade them to sit in crescent while he, the prophet, or she, the prophet, sat betwixt the horns, wherefore the decrees of the prophet were called tawu, or bull for force. In this form of the altar, the prophet was um, prophet was sup- supplied somewhat with vortexia by the audience. And that then it goes into that, it cometh to this. So we, in all different ways, can create this vortexia, this current, this give and take, this negative and positive in the sense of receptivity and projection. Um, and I would suggest for those who may be interested to read that whole last a chapter in um, in the book of cosmology because it, it also talks about how the those who are trained who go off into the woods to reach the seership they um, that is the purest kind of prophecy because they become so sensitive to the vortex like animals when they sense something coming, they feel the the projecting current of the vortex of that before the event. Mm-hmm. Because like spirits can come to you and they can lie, but this is building up that vortexian power, that being sensitive to the vortex. So it's, as Dale points out, you know, when there's a tsunami, uh, people run to the beach to see it, and the animals say, are you crazy? We're going to the hills. That's right. <laughs> 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 they know they're saying we're, we're getting out of Dodge um, you may have you, you may have heard about the the early warning for earthquakes uh, it's been installed in California to the emergency people and it worked for the first time um, since it's been installed it worked but now they've got to figure out how to get it to um, out to the, the public so the public can take the necessary shelter um, in uh, in an earthquake. But it did work It just as they said it would, and um, they were very pleased about that. So, so that's good. And some people are more sensitive. You watch your animals, usually you can get an idea something's going to happen. I've found since I got out here personally that I have some sensitivity to it. And this was the first real one, the, the Friday, that I really felt an earthquake in itself. But usually I get just dizzy, disorientated, anywhere between maybe five to three hours beforehand. Um, which I did that Friday, but I thought I just was kind of getting sick and nauseous, and I was in the train, I was underground, and it was really um, kind of upsetting. And I talked to Joan about this because 
again, the earthquakes are happening in the ground. So the vibrations are carried through the earth. So we may be, you know, it's like in the old westerns and, you know, someone who knew how to hunt and do all this kind of stuff and track would put their ear to the ground. Nobody else could hear the horses. They can then hear, feel the vibration of the horses coming. It's the same kind of principle. If we be able to be attuned to the vortexian current, which arrives before the event, is what it seems to be talking about here to some extent. Um, so anyway, so there's there's that. Did anybody else come on? Again, I'm going to read names that I have here: Peter, Joan, Richardson, Michael, uh, Gary, Candy, Bill, Isaac, Glenn. Um, so we we went to Richardson. Michael, any comments? Um, I just want to say, Joan, uh, I think I found that verse about the earthquake at the Book of Eight, twelve five. Is that it? That okay, we'll read it. Thank you for looking it up. Uh, I don't know if I okay. I'll try to read this here. I don't make any sense of it. <laughs> anyway, it's the Book of Eight, chapter twelve, verse five. And another shall say, the Creator rules in large matters, but not in the small. And another shall say, because the angels come in Cosmon, so could they have come in the distant past. And you shall answer them, saying, who knows the plan of an earthquake, whether it is a small or a large before Jehovah? Is he not ever present? And do certain conditions not bring certain results? And they will answer yes. Oh, I'm glad you found that. I thought that was an interesting quote. Yeah, so what, what might seem as like a bad thing initially, what is, is in the plan of moving things around for a future date becomes the question. Um, and probably to some degree our own psychic reality uh, in a nation, in a place, what the, what the energy, uh, the inter-interaction, the energy of the, the sentient beings probably has some effect also on, on events So that seem natural in and of themselves. Um, mm. it, but this, that is a question. Um, I see. Yeah, um, Guy? Um, hey, I just wanted to say I'm glad you were doing okay, Joe. And uh, I thought it was interesting that Wasi landed on a flow. That's about it. Wish will. <laughs> it was soften the blow. Soften the blow. <laughs> Candy? Yeah. Candy, any comment? She might have gotten off. Um, she might have left. Yeah. Bill? Oh, no. Except, well, I have one question. Did anybody ever find the complete booklet that he had done? Complete I mean, you? Uh, uh, 
the book well, but book, uh, progeny that you wrote. No, we have not found a copy of that bill. I wish we had it. I, I These are articles that were published in uh, Cosman Voice, and they were also in the book. Uh, but he had uh, others. I f ran across his letter to me, and I put it in with the papers uh, where he's discussing what he wants in the book and how many chapters and the titles of the chapters and the new things he's writing. But uh, there's a book at the Library of Congress, but uh, <laughs> I don't have one, and I'm really sorry that I don't. Oh, he gave them to his friends, but he didn't give me one, and uh, I had it in my other computer, and that computer um, crashed. And um, we're thinking one day we'll maybe be able to open it with new technology. I'll repeat that, please. The, book, the booklet is in the Library of Congress, you think? Or it is? Yes, it is. I put it there. Uh huh. Oh, okay, good. Okay, the book yeah, it's there, there definitely, no problem. Um, I put it in, uh, and it was all registered, and I talked with the lady there uh, about it. And unfortunately, I wasn't wise enough at the time to tell her to put it with um, uh, spiritual things or a waspy. But it's there under the title, but it would be under his name, too. I think you could find it under Hugh Rose yeah. as the author. Oh, yeah, I do. Know, I yeah. about having a copy. I think I, I know what might have happened, and I've talked to my sister, and she I think she threw it out. I think she had a copy and didn't know what it was. Oh. But I'm, if too I, bad. I can let you know. Well, maybe we'll be able to find one somewhere. Can yeah. you go online to the Library of Congress and get it? Maybe. I, I'll try. I'll try to look for it. Um, okay, uh, Glenn. Well, if they would stream, you know, if they would stream it, we could um, we could copy it. But I I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Library of Congress, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, recently I went on the website. That you can like put things in the search engine there. So I'm going to try it again. See if I find it. Okay. Good. Sounds sounds good. Uh, Glenn, any comments? I think we might have lost Glenn too. No comment. Oh. No okay. comment. All right. So we're at 7:34. We try to keep this at like an hour and a half. So I think it's um, time to kind of wrap it up. Uh, any volunteers for the prayer? I have, I have, a, I have a quick comment. Okay, go ahead. I am the builder. I am the destroyer. Said the cloud, says um, the Oaspi, and everything rotates from the solar system to the atom, and the atom is the smallest thing we cannot see. My theory is the so-called. Um, Devil's triangle or the Bermuda triangle rotates, and somehow when you get into that, you just disappear into another division or another. And also, I had a dream that one day everything that went into the um, Bermuda triangle will just come come up, and you're going to see all kinds of things that went into. That's my comment. It could be. Yes. Interesting. 
of strange things can be be afoot, not too far off. Um, okay, who who's going to volunteer for the closing prayer? Remember, it can be simple. It's not about how how elegant or this or that. It's just the closing prayer that comes from the heart. Anybody volunteer? Going once? Going twice? I'll do it. Hello? Yeah, this is Michael. I'll do it. Okay, Michael. Great Supreme Beings, we thank you for the lesson tonight and the knowledge imparted to us all. Thank thee for the power, the sex and wisdom, power, and love in all things forever. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mother. All right, good fellow. Joan, can you stay on the line? Joan, can you stay on the line? I got one question to ask you. All right, I'm good. Yes. Good night. Joan. What's the question? Joan, I'm here. Okay. Joan, I was reading in the I was reading some of the trans addresses and stuff that I've I've been sending it to Richardson and I have this one question with the trans addresses is saying that um that the soul well not the soul that it it descends um and uh, and, and, and and meets life essentially like like at at conception. But I was thought that I remember reading in the Awaspi it says that Jehovah says that he quickens the soul at the time of conception. It's no dissension, it's just a quicken. Yes. So I'm a little confused about That's that. a good way to say it. Uh, the creator's already present. In both the the sperm and the and the uh, the male and the female, and when they united, it's quickened. Yeah. So the what is this trans address? I think they got the trans address wrong. What do you think? Hello. I yeah, didn't, didn't got... say that again. Because part of I said that. Yeah, I who's think there? I... It's Richardson. I wanted to make a comment Wait, hold on, on what Glenn said. I got, okay. yeah, hold, hold on. We're still trying to work this out. Um, okay. I thought that um, that the trans address either was an error in the trans address itself or in understanding. Because Gwen said the same thing, too. I remember many, you know, a couple of decades ago having a conversation, whereas she's thinking that the soul is descending. I said, descending? Why would the creator want to descend the soul? You know, this whole thing, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the, the book by Charlotte Waterloo, which I sent to Richardson as, as a package, uh, which they talk about the mystery of karma, and where in it, Charlotte is talking about this descension of the soul. I said, why would the creator need to do all that? The creator would just quicken it. Um, the creator is ever-present. Well... I'll I'll give you my impression of that, Glenn. Um, the people in England were not 
they're not being born at the same level of spirituality as the people in Gautama born under the heaven of Yotanti. The people born here were being prepared for this lesson. And in England, they tried to simplify things for their people to understand because they could not quite get the big picture. In one of the trans addresses, it said, well, this is, this is something that happens, but um, don't expect that you'll have the experience uh, while, you're, while you're living on Earth. And it's something that is, um, happens to, it has to do with the paradars. Uh, they said, well, you're not going to have the experience. And no one, no one in England ever did. And the first paradar Gwen saw was mine. Um, she couldn't believe that um, we in this country uh, were spiritual enough to uh, be able to, to release the paradar and of course, I didn't. I didn't tell her that. That uh, I found that all all of our people did. Um, the only one person I saw that had trouble, eventually, it was able to release uh, everybody. <laughs> and uh, their teaching, their teaching is that when the paradar is released, then you have ascended into, I don't know, master mystic or something, um, that they would not, they weren't ready for that yet. So you have to read, you have to read the English with a, with a careful attention to the fact that what they are given is, is what they can understand. And I don't know any other way to explain it to you than that. They believe that the the soul descends, and there is somebody with a sword that that sends the separates the the uh, the descending soul into two parts: the male and the female. And there's a whole thing on it. I've I've just put that away. It's in the archives, but um, I don't go there with that. It's it was just a way they could understand. I see because it's sort of you know that kind of model, Joan, would show that it shows more of a god than a creator. It shows somebody who sits uh-huh. up high as opposed to somebody who's ever present. So it, you it, know when you really it, think about it, it depends on what you're reading. Um, I've tried to weed out those um, addresses that I thought were misleading or I see. too, too well, simple. Well, here's another thing real quickly, Joan. Um, when I was in New York, and I let Richardson think, but this, this, this pertains to Richardson as well. When, when, when I was in New York, I, it, it turned out, I don't want to mention any names because it's just neutrality, but um, – I was on a very heavy attack, as I told you, you know, this, this creature uh-huh. from hell yeah. tried to kill me in my sleep. And and um and when when Kenny and Saki was working on me, 
one of the, and it was a very powerful cleansing, which I really needed. And it really propelled me. It really, really helped me. But the thing that Kenny saw, Kenny said that Glenn, now he, this is the first time that Kenny is extremely visual in the spiritual world. And this is the first time he saw this. He said, Glenn, I saw this angel with this big wing, and it looked almost like a mermaid, but it wasn't because the dress was tight. And then when she spread her wings, this, this white dress, this white flowing dress came, and they were talking to Kenny about me, about who I am to them in, 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 in the eyesight of the creator. And so as Kenny would kept describing this angelic woman, uh, it wasn't pure white. It was a bluish white, a very faint bluish. And I said, I wonder, could that possibly, and it was rather tall. I said, but he, she described these beautiful wings that just, just sort of opened up. And and which which the the message that she said or what was said to Kenny by from her was saying that Glenn is one of ours because this attack well, was the, so vicious. The Do thing about the blue. Been, wait, wait, hold. Do you think that could have been a parador? Um, it's possible. When you said blue, uh, the paradars appear in blue when they have been working successfully on Amareth and Ahiba. And um, it's, it's, um, it's a sign that they're making real progress with forgiveness. And um, an angel like that is working with you. Uh, the paradigm comes out of each person. You, everybody has their own paradigm. Uh, uh, they, uh, they actually are, they're like, they're not the body of light, but they are within your body, actually. And I, to say it, it, it wouldn't have been separate. Um, so probably. Probably it was not um, uh, a paradar. Probably it was it was uh, an angel, perhaps uh, um, just one who is appointed to work with you. I guess would be the way to say it. I Might be an yeah. overshadower. It's very powerful for I, Kenny. I mean. He was he was blessedly stunned by it. Uh -huh. I was very right. pleased by it because <laughs> there's a lot of work yeah. dealing with, with with folks who who are um, you know who are diagnosed schizophrenic that I'm beginning to find out it's very dangerous work, and it was very it was a very powerful blessing for me to be quite frank. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that because I know that was a very horrific experience for you and uh, yeah, it was. it's um it's very good that that he saw that that it was given to him as a way of showing him that things were being taken care of exactly yep okay richardson you want to say something 
Well, what I was going to say is a little bit off topic because I thought you were going somewhere else with what you were saying to Joan about um, in the book of knowledge, I remember reading that Jehovah quickened the spirit at the time of conception because Uh I have it right before me here. It says, out of the darkness, man is brought forth a blank, and his entity is the spark of Jehovah. His entity uh-huh. will never cease to grow. Yes, the hour of conception, it is a new star in the world, and it magnifies itself forever. So that's what I was going to say. But I, you were going somewhere else with what you were saying. But. I see. Well, Richardson, I've sent you um, some of the books that, that these are all faces, authors, faces, books, and pamphlets. The way I'm, I'm going to send, send a copy of what I sent to you to the Restoration of Faces and for the record to Joan. Uh, what I want to get started with you, since um, since it's, it's potentially, not potentially, actually it's kind of dangerous, but we're not going to give up on you. We're going to start like a... <laughs> a study program. This could be a study program, and so you can learn how to take care of yourself. That's what I've been getting. That we have to teach you how to fight these, how to protect yourself, and how to bring the 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 um, powerful angels to you, and to take care of these um, voices and what's behind the voices, which is what's critical. So right. I'm going to be like a syllabus. And I'm asking people, faces, who I trust and, and, and who know me, to assist in the development of this um, this learned work, because it's going to be learned work, but it's going to be applied learned work. Okay, and I'm calling it applied creology, which is going to make sense once you see the materials. Creology is a term that I developed for my master's degree in theology, um, which focuses on the creator, not on God. It's the theory about the creator. That gives the scholarship. We don't. We don't have to. We don't see that as a theory, but the scholarship sees it theory. So just like theology, I call it theology. And um, and we're going to move forward. And I'm almost. I feel confident that this could work, but it's going to. It's going to take a team effort. It's going to yeah. take a whole effort. Well, I have a quick comment okay. on that. Um, I was having some challenges myself, uh, spiritual attacks, and I got, this is Izo speaking, and what was told me is to put a circle around my bed and do it physically and mentally, and once I did that, the uh, attacks subsisted. Power of a circle is very powerful. Very interesting. Well, some, yeah, some, some, it, it depends, Izo. It really depends on. I mean, I do my protection the whole night. This is a whole nother level of attack. Let me tell you. This is. I don't want to go into any detail, but um, this is very u- unique. Um, we, as as the universal faces, we have seen something similar in a very um, um, sinister way. We see how it has manifested and how it have ruined certain faces, movements, and organizations. Um, when we do the, um, like, the lost souls and the individual and the small groups, 
of anti-Jehovians and hard forces that could work. But when it's highly political and very pointed, we are entering into a whole nother sphere. That's why the angels have told us certain projects are too dangerous. So when we get that message from the angels of Jehovah, we pay close attention because At they are all. giving us a warning. And we go beyond that warning, we put literally our life in danger, and I can't take that responsibility. So um, that's some of the things we are against. This is rare. This is not typical. This is, a, this is atypical. So, but I'm glad that you was able to find that protection because we always must protect ourselves in this pre-period of the dance. Well, anyway, I just wanted to get some feedback from from Joan. And, Joan, I appreciate you tremendously. And um, I'm glad to know that you're doing better, uh, considering what you've been through. I had a meeting today. So on Wednesday I have a meeting with with Primerica, which is a company that I'm working for now. So I have to kind of rush out and make the phone call to be on this call. Um, because I got to do it in my car. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to and, the club. Was, <laughs> was, Are you calling from your car? <laughs> and also, I was in the supermarket, you know, <laughs> shopping because I got to shop um, today. So it was kind of weird, but I could hear it. People couldn't hear you, but I could hear you. So it all worked out. <laughs> Oh, yes, and now it seems to, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, good night, everybody. It was uh, good night. It was good yeah. to be with you, and we didn't have the earthquake. Well, uh, they're That's expecting good. another That's big good. one. Um, well, good, within... luck. good luck, John. Good luck, John. Yeah. I'll put a circle around you. Send this golden light. Send golden light. I'll put a circle around your property. Thank you. Right, you said, Joan, wait a second, Joan, you expect another earthquake when? In the next seven days. Next it's supposed to be, well, Derek says it'll be in seven days. She was talking to the... Uh, in the next seven days. It, okay, all right, I can do some work on this. If one. we don't have a big earthquake in the next seven days, then the, a big one, then then we're... Then the, the cycle is... Then the cycle is over. But it's right now, it's poised at the possibility, the very strong possibility there will be another one. But we're hoping that uh, it goes the other way. I think people have had enough. People have had enough here. I'll talk to the folks in New York. They were concerned. I have them. We'll work together. Okay. You guys have a good evening. Enjoy. There's the idea. This is totally different from the earthquake and all that. There's something that I want to propose that benefits you. So when you have the time, let me know. I know you're very busy, but this is also important because it's about your future. Okay. So when you have the time, just give me a call or, or drop me a text. Okay. Okay, dear. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Hey, Peter. Is Peter still on? Everybody gone? Yeah, except me. I'm gonna. I don't know if Peter stopped the recording or not. I'm gonna go ahead and stop it. Okay. Well. Uh, good night, Michael. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Joan.
whoever said that is that who is that? Isaac. Good, good night, Jim. Isaac. Thank you for coming, Isaac. Appreciate it. Thank, Good thank night. You. Good night.